0: Hehehehe <laughs>
1: The idiot side quests. I'm Leah.
0: It's me, Brandon,
2: the other idiot.
1: Mm -hmm. Together, we make two whole idiots and we talk about random shit, usually pertaining to anime, but we also usually get distracted as well. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so are you sure we're not
2: talking about Tarkov this week?
1: I am positive that uh, we, don't, we don't need you to go on that side quest. Thank you for um, volunteering as tribute, but we're good.
2: Dang, a lot's happened, you know. I died I'm some, sure. I won some, I died more, mostly lost more.
1: It, it do be like that. But we're not talking about that this week. This week, we are talking about Paranoia Agent.
2: Ah, uh, so Tarkov.
1: No, stop, please. I'm
2: pretty sure that Tarkov just, you know, eventually ends up in just being paranoia.
1: Yeah, it, it does. But so, yeah, this, uh, this show, it's basically, man, fuck, I don't even know how to like synopsize this. It's kind of a little bit more of like, quote unquote, like an underground anime. Not everybody has seen it kind of deal. It's the only series that satoshi Khan has done. Um, and he's the guy who's done Perfect Blue, Paprika. What uh, is Perfect
2: Paprika. Blue? I feel like I've seen it, but I also don't.
1: Uh, well, it's on our schedule. We will watch it at some point. But oh, it's basically about this idol in Japan who kind of starts making changes in her life but as that's happening the like lines between her idol persona and her kind of get blurred i see yeah but for anybody i would say that's relatively into anime satoshi Khan, you just know him as that really fucking paprika. <laughs> weird guy yeah you paprika. just know
2: paprika
1: inception the anime like anime movie yeah (laughs) except weirder um but so yeah uh paranoia agent it's about this um character designer who walking home one day gets attacked by this kid with a baseball cap golden inline skates and a golden like bent baseball back and they refer to him as like little slugger.
2: Or shonen bat, also yeah, known as Bat Boy.
1: Bat boy. <laughs> bat, boy. <laughs> bat Boy strikes again. And it's it's kind of um it plays with the idea of like mass hysteria and how that just kind of spirals.
2: <laughs> I don't know nothing but. about that. That never happened. Mass hysteria that yeah. doesn't exist in twenty twenty.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, okay. I cannot
2: think of any real world draws that mass hysteria could lie with.
1: Oh yeah, no, for sure. It it never happens. Ever. Mass hysteria is definitely one of those things though that's just like such a wild concept to me. Cause like there are recorded cases of mass hysteria. And it's like just how though?
2: I mean, I could throw some real, real far stretches out there of just being like, yeah, yeah.
3: Like, I guess,
1: uh, probably the example that everybody's like most familiar with is like the Salem Witch Trials. I would say that categorizes as mass hysteria and it just kind of spirals out of control. And then I think... Man, I, I I might be wrong. I might be talking out of my ass here. But I feel like there was this case in California where this woman went to the ER because she, like, she smelled like she was rotting. And she had, like, this really, like, oily, like, substance all over her. And, like, oh. they couldn't figure out what was wrong. And everybody just... "Quote unquote," succumbed to this like mystery illness that happened in that hospital. Some people think it's like nuclear radiation or something, but other people are just like it's mass hysteria or whatever. I could be wrong. I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, we we not doctors, uh, so we're gonna talk about the one thing that we can, which is the show itself. So I guess let's start off with you know just our simple basic question: How would you rate the show?
2: I'd say I'd give it
1: a six. I'm, I'm at a six as well.
2: Overall, like, I, I, I don't even know where this would fall in the line of the usual line we go in through the show. But honestly, I think the show is really well characterized and inhabited within the opening song of, this, of the show.
1: Yeah, because the
2: chaos, like, sym- like, sonically of whatever that opening theme is. Combined with the visuals, I'm just like, like the visuals weren't too crazy, but definitely just sonically, every time I would hear that damn opening, because I had to watch it on Funimation. So it's like, sometimes I was feeling lazy enough to like, just watch through it instead of trying to like, just click my way through it. But God, just the the yodeling and the fucking whatever was going on. There's very paprika, very paprika.
1: Yeah, it's actually, it's funny, the... How I first found out about Paranoia Agent, which I wouldn't be too surprised if, like, other people found it this way as well, but was from a meme about the opening. Really? (laughs) Yeah. And then I kind of, like, I I looked it up, and then I, like, watched some (laughs) videos of, like, people talking about, like, the premise of the show and stuff like that. And I was like, this sounds weird. I'm down and so that's why i wanted to watch it and that's why i put it on here because it's by a huge director but it's not really talked about and I, I feel like i get why yeah but we're gonna talk about it
2: i want to break up the next question into separate parts than we usually do leah okay so Go what were your it, thoughts man. after the first episode
1: so my thoughts after the first episode, I was super excited for the show because the character design for Little Sugger is really cool. And I think the whole Detective is this Noir? really happening? Yeah, like the ambiance of the show and then also like the facet of is this actually happening was really, really cool for the show. So I was, I was really excited for it after the first episode.
2: I can agree. I'd say after the first episode, you have like this. Uh, I had I had no idea what the show was about. Zero, never heard of it. Never even. I didn't even know it was the paprika guy until like six episodes in. But uh, I I definitely was kind of along on the same boat of just being like, it's kind of weird. I'm trying to see like where the paranoia is coming in. You kind of see it in the whole, is this happening or not? So the first episode was like definitely enough to get me intrigued. What were your thoughts? after the first six episodes of the show
1: great because i kind of i kind of had the same thought process so i actually started this show maybe like three or four months ago because we had had it on our schedule and i think i've known about it for like two years now and it's one of those shows where i've just kind of always been meaning to watch it so essentially how I watched this show was three months ago. I made it through episode one to six. And then literally like three days ago, I finished it because. Um, like the first three to four episodes, I would say are really, really strong. It really capitalizes on the, yeah. is this really happening? Watching it happen to the main girl and then hop to somebody who's like kind of sort of related to her. And then from that person hop to somebody who's kind of sorted of related to that person in a way to then hop to the kid who kind of looks like little yeah. slugger, but like, it just ends up fucking up like his little school, like thing that he has going on. Cause he's a narcissist. Yeah. And then episode five comes.
2: Is episode five where, where it like starts derailing?
1: In in my opinion, yeah. Because
2: I felt like it was like the first six episodes. We followed like a linear storyline.
1: Well, here, let, let me get there. But once again, we spoil shit. So if you don't want to be spoiled, skip ahead or there's watch no the skipping. Show and come no, yeah.
2: There's there's no skipping ahead, I think, on this episode. This episode's just all spoiler.
1: But then the fifth episode happens and you find that there is this kid who not looks like little slugger, but looks exactly like little slugger, like copy and paste. Mm,
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think that is a big issue for me. And I'm going to try and describe why, because With the first kid who kind of sort of matches the description of Little Slugger, it's interesting because we as the Watchers know that it's not and it's just like circumstantial, like you kind of just fit the description. Yeah. And then to go to the next episode directly after that and have a carbon cutout of Little Slugger.
2: I mean, he kind of was Little Slugger because he he did.
1: Yeah, he did. He did end up partaking, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it. I for some reason having his
2: character derails a lot for me.
1: Yeah, I I would agree, but having a character that looks exactly like Little Slugger after you kind of already done the same thing with a kid who looks similar. To Little Slugger's description. I don't know. And also I think another reason why I don't like it is because. Even though at as the audience kind of at that point you realize that Little Slugger isn't really real. It's just kind of this thing that's happening. But I think the show would have benefited from having a little bit of a longer steep of is this actually happening rather than just kind of (laughs) resolving that question in the first five episodes.
2: It's like I feel like by the time you get that resolution there when it's a quote-unquote suicide slash this kid dies in a cell whatnot, at that point, yeah, I mean, you might have had a better watchability of it of if like being intrigued and being pulled in by that concept but it's like overall in the overall mainstay of things I feel like it doesn't affect it that much yeah like my biggest thing was just like yeah we've got this like linear line of the detectives trying to like figure this shit out and then also the fact that I didn't pick up on it like right away but the fact that his name is Yukari I was just like, hey, look, another weird-ass show with another Ikari father figure that's at the middle of things. Neon Genesis, very cool. Um, but like, it just, after those episodes, like after he dies, I'm kind of left with like, all right, so where are we going to go with this? Like, How are we going to move forward? And instead, we just start jumping to some seemingly unrelated cases and then it, it just like it derails until like episode 10 just like it's just like almost it's it's uh serialized is that is that what the word is kind of like um... twilight zone where it's like it almost it's like hey our main figure at the center of these is a little slugger and it's showing how it can affect different it's... people
1: I think it would technically be considered like an anthology throughout the episode. Anthology. Episodes.
2: There we go. Yeah. Anthology is the word I was looking for. Yeah. To where like it goes almost anthology for a little bit to where it's like we had our first six episodes to show you like our main plot point. And then we're going to anthology off that main plot point. And then we're going to wrap it up by going back to the original plot point. We're going to try and find resolution through it. Yeah. But Like the little slugger, like the kid that was dressed up like him or looks like him. Um, the
1: copy and paste version of him
2: yeah his whole tirade of going on about like the video his game and his quest. his sacred quest that he's a holy knight and the fact that it goes onto to manoa like that's the part that like gets me really weird and like questionable about things just like his connection and of course it comes together in the end but like know after the first six episodes i was like all right what's gonna happen and then i guess going to the final question of like how did you feel about the show by the end of it i had like adoration for like the concept of it but for me it was like it was almost just like a little too far-fetched without grounded explanation because even in like sci-fi and things like that when things are like completely fantasy there's at least like a pseudoscience like concept that's like easy to like get behind like oh magic in- exists in this universe or you know there's like aliens or blah 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 there's always something going on that you can explain this with with this i was constantly trying to feel like little slugger was like was it a metaphor for this or was it a metaphor for that or was it just straight up what it was and then by like the last two episodes with like the black ooze and giant little slugger and just all that happening. I'm just like what? the metaphor like almost to me like kept changing almost and I get that it's supposed to be for a somewhat hysteria or I don't know I feel like it it encapsulates several metaphors and that's why it got confused uh, in my head a lot but just the fact that like that ooze like goes through the city and leaves it looking like a post-World War II Japan you know it's like absolute destruction but it's just kind of like huh
1: yeah like i think my biggest dissatisfaction with the show which for people who haven't seen it is gonna sound kind of stupid but i feel like they almost went too far with it like ooh uh, this kind of relates, but obviously um Higarashi is on right now. they're doing the remake, and that does kind of have to play with like mass hysteria a little bit
2: what's Higarashi about
1: uh i'm not I'm not gonna get into it too much, but the setting for Higarashi is a very small countryside town, and I feel like this much like it would have been much better suited for a little bit more of a contained society because with the black oo essentially destroying all of Tokyo that just kind of took it past the point of mass hysteria for me into like just completely supernatural and with it just being like a supernatural entity that just destroys all of the city it it just it seems to take it a little bit too far for me
2: yeah like to me it's like especially i i almost enjoyed the anthological episodes the most because it's like yeah with each one like little slugger was kind of this like looming presence Mystery uh, person, uh, well, like, yeah well like it, it was like it encapsulated a different part of what kills people At their core, you know, whether it's like the ladies gossiping and this one lady just wants something to gossip about, like, you know, just the inclusion feeling excluded was like a big piece of that. Whereas like the suicide pack people like they just want to die, yada, yada, but they can't quite get there. And just it kind of was like that that push out from them, whereas at the like the Maromi anime studio, like. God, I absolutely hated and liked that episode at the same time. It I was agree, very strange. Yeah. Like I just had nothing but disdain for that episode, except for when I didn't. Um but like no, just the I fact agree, that it's yeah. like you got to see an essential piece of like what got all of these people to that brink of just not being able to go anymore. And so it was like a different thing for every person, but by the time it got to big ooze, then I was like it lost that hold of mystique and it was suddenly just like, yeah, all right. Now we're going to give you the pseudoscience and to me, the pseudoscience was less interesting than I wanted it to be.
1: I would agree. Yeah.
3: Okay. So what was your favorite character?
0: Uh,
2: Probably. Detective Ikari. It, it's it's a toss up between Detective Ikari
0: and um Uh-huh. Maybe a Little Slugger. Okay. How about you?
1: My favorite character is Maromi. I don't the, the, care. Little,
2: little Popo. Yeah. Little bean baby. Like, not-
1: yeah, not the actual dog, but like the actual little character itself is so fucking cute. I could die. Like, granted, I know, technically speaking, Maromi's kind of like evil and like is also a little slugger. Mm-hmm. But I just I want one of those plushies and I just want to cuddle with it. It's so cute.
2: Is that what you want for Christmas, Leah? You want a Maromi plushie?
1: Yeah. Please. Well, there we go. <laughs>
2: There it is. I'll get looking.
3: Hell yeah.
2: So what was your most memorable moment?
3: Um... This is going to sound really, like, strange,
1: maybe? But... The most... uh, I think I actually... I think I have two. But the most memorable moment for me is the episode where you have those, like fucking housewives with nothing better to do just talking shit because i think that is what highlights the good things about the show and i think that highlights how like mass hysteria works Mm -hmm. and like these women just creating unbelievable stories just to have something to talk about and I think that's how stuff like this spreads.
2: They're like fishing stories.
1: Yeah. And then also another memorable moment for me is one um, little slugger goes for Ikari's wife. Mm-hmm. And she just drones on and you just see little slugger just fucking so done with that shit and just like swinging his back. And I'm like, damn man we've all been there that's a fucking mood like you just have somebody fucking droning on and you're just like oh my god when will it end probably happens to some people (laughs) that listen to this podcast
2: (laughs) just leah droning on and on and brandon just going somewhere with his brain Mm Hmm. Uh, what about you Mine definitely was the episode with the Suicide Pact people. I don't know why. Like, I just thought that episode was so interesting, but weird. And, uh, I don't know. It, it was just like, I don't know. It was just, that was the episode that it's like, even though Lil Slugger was there, like it was kind of like, it almost felt like Lil Slugger didn't exist, but also it did. So it was just kind of like. I don't know okay. it was such an interesting episode to see like the dynamic between three various stages of life people coming together but they couldn't quite kill themselves but also the guy that 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 was a question too that I had was like the guy that jumped in front of the train but then also he wasn't like dead but it was, yeah. it was like a copy of himself so it was like it was this other but one other time you see like a double person you know.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know, Um, but I just I had a brain thing and I want you to tell me if I'm wrong, but I kind of almost feel this is going to sound so weird to anybody who's not seen the show, but I almost feel like the Suicide Pact episode is like this show's version of a beach episode.
2: It kind of was. It was very lighthearted. Dealing yeah. with the most grim aspect of life,
1: but like it's related to the show, but it's also kind of not. And like people are just kind of going around, and for obviously depressed people who want out of whatever situation they're in, they're just really happy. Like on the surface, it's 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 weird.
2: You also get the tie in though that little slugger are they tying in the fact that Lil slugger was fox like the kid that got arrested I got confused at that part that fox the online handle was the kid that got arrested
1: I'm I'm honestly I'm not too sure
2: I got like hung up on that I was like trying to figure it out but then they were like oh he got he he's the one that got out with what he wanted but why was like I guess that was like Fox was talking about how he needed to do something amazing before he died. And that was his holy quest that he was going on. But then a little slugger got him. I don't know. I got like, I don't know. That whole episode, it was just weird. In an already weird show, it was a weird episode.
1: Yeah, it's with how the show is set up.
2: It was the most grounded episode almost.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to tell what's linear and what's not and i feel like having a little bit more clarification would have done the show a little bit better
2: i I still don't don't understand the whole maromi is a little slugger like that whole concept once we already said it but like the pseudoscience of it all being maromi like i just i'm so like confused and just unhappy with that solution
3: yeah i
1: think i think i get it in theory Uh, doesn't mean i like it like so i guess because i don't think this is going to pop up in any of the other questions that we're going to ask but or talk about or whatever but little slugger and Maromi being essentially the same entity really bothers me. But yeah. like, esen- essentially what happened is the character design artist, she had a dog named Maromi when she was very young. And uh she was a little shit and wasn't paying attention to her dog. And her dog gets hit by a car. Mm hmm. And essentially her little kid logic to avoid getting out of trouble and like not not accepting the fact that she wasn't doing what she was supposed to be doing was to create this persona of little slugger and say that he killed the dog instead of, you know, her neglect. And basically, at that age of six, she c- kind of created the character design for what comes to be Moromi in the future. But in that same conception, because of like the lie that she came up with, Moromi and Slugger are just kind of tied together in her brain as, like, the same thing. So once it comes to, like, adulthood, where she, like, hasn't dealt with this trauma, essentially, from her past, it just kind of spirals out of control. And... I guess, like, you know, she was just stressed out about being pressured to do more at work. Mm-hmm. And as a solution for that, instead of like, you know, coming forward to her boss and being like, I've, I've, I'm burnt out. I I don't have any new ideas or anything like that. Instead of actually being honest with the situation, she comes up with something as an excuse to get her out of it. So I think a lot of the show has to do with, accountability and responsibility and acknowledging mistakes that you've made and that kind of stuff.
0: In a way. In a way. I think it's dumb.
1: Yeah, I think it's dumb as well. Like, I don't know why I'm just kind of like wanting to compare this show to like a bunch of shows that are currently running right now in the anime season. But... To me, I think a cooler concept for Little Slugger would kind of be like how um fucking spirits work in like Jujutsu Kaisen or curses, their curses, whatever. But like essentially the fears and paranoia of people essentially like manifesting this thing. Mhm. Instead of it just being like an entity of her own consciousness that just kind of like leaks out into the real world i don't know if that makes sense but
2: it kind of does but it also doesn't make it less dumb the fact that it all stems just from one girl you know yeah like it'd be it'd be more i guess i'd be more okay with it if it was more of like if it ended up just being like getting the lost treatment and just being like she was under a psychosis the whole time you know but it's the fact that it does seep out and does have a real world implication to everything. It's also just the fact too that it's like um, the other detective, the fact that he cycles back and becomes the old man, essentially the sensei, but just like how he arrives at that point and how it cycles back in on itself now with a cat character and it all restarts. And I mean, even at, after the credits of the final episode, they're like, you'll notice that we've cycled back blah 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 and i'm just like yeah what (laughs) why
1: i think a lot of it has to do with like my beef with the show is a lot of it feels like it is weird for the sake of being weird yes and i i am genuinely like one of those people who tend to like like art house film shit that like is just kind of out there and kind of weird and you don't really get it on the first watch but I'm not going to like anything that's weird just because it's weird like it, it has to have a purpose and even though it's weird it has to make sense in the world that you've built around it
2: like I think that's why I liked the anthology episode so much more than the actual rest of the show yeah. is the fact that it's like like you've got Marie who's got split personality disorder pretty much where she's a stripper on one side of her brain and then a teacher on the other side. And it's just like, you know, like struggling to try and have those two lives meet and trying to give up on one. And then it's like there's the metaphors and psychology all behind that or like the people struggling with depression and suicide or just whatever. They don't even really go into full detail of why they want to die other than the fact that they've all just decided collectively to die. Yeah. Um, Or like the fucking just ladies, like you said, shooting the shit or fucking Ikari's wife, even like even though she drones on and it's like, yes, she kind of has implication for tying back and giving Ikari back into the show. It's kind of just like she's struggling herself as a spouse and dealing with especially a very you know like male-driven society of japan especially in that uh era in that era of just even just 15 years ago and it, it, yeah japan still is very male driven but it's making progress in some capacity yeah but just like those individual struggles and how they kind of tie into the show about uh, like, because they show to me, it's like, even though Little Slugger is like mass hysteria and like this looming anxiety almost. Um, like, I, that's what I kept like thinking Little Slugger was about, was being like just the embodiment of anxiety, fear, or whatever brings people to the end of life. Yeah. But...
1: That, that's kind of what I was saying about like the Jujutsu Kaisen thing. Like, if that was the actual case, like, if it was like a being essentially created out of everybody's anxiety i would have had a little bit of a better time with it you know
2: yeah and just like if it had just resolved in being like this isn't really something we can defeat or just like a i don't know a more grounded approach of clarity you know like a a sudden epiphany moment would have been the end where it was just like this is just something that is a part of life or something like that. But just, I don't know, the way it ties out at the end, I was just kind of like, hmm. Which, I mean, well, it, it it could tie into the question of how did the show make me feel while watching it? It made me feel, like, introspective and thoughtful and, like, trying to figure out this mystery of Lil' Slugger before it inevitably just gives me the middle finger at the end of me yeah, being confused it, and whatnot. It but really,
1: it, it makes you think.
2: Yeah, it just... It made me feel like, wow, the show is interesting, but I would much rather be doing something else. It was like sitting through a fucking art lecture.
1: Yeah. And then I know I'm kind of like going off topic and like kind of just going out of order and everything. I know. Off topic? On the
2: side quest?
1: Shocking. But also another huge gripe that I have is because I guess... More so than anything, my takeaway is like accountability, responsibility, owning up to your own actions and like growing from them rather than running from them. But I think my biggest issue with Little Slugger is, and this happens throughout the show, is anybody that he attacks or like comes into contact with, even though the attack itself might be negative, it quote unquote leads to a better outcome for the person, you know, considering that they don't fucking die in the attack. And my biggest thing that bothers me, and it bothers me more than like the suicide thing, which I know some people don't take, you know, such a lighthearted approach approach on suicide. Well, is the episode with the daddy's girl. And so essentially, this episode kind of, um, takes you along this journey of this little girl growing up and like essentially her dad is her hero and like she even like as a little kid she says that she wants to marry her dad because like he's such a great guy and all that kind of stuff and then about close to the end of the episode you realize that her father has put hidden cameras in her room to pervertedly spy on her and her attack leaves her with amnesia so she completely forgets that she has found that camera and found all of that and that really rubs me the wrong way
2: you know like, like that whole like her character of the episode that also did like slightly confusing me but hearing you like kind of like talk about it more i'm just like oh yeah that does kind of like click into place but i mean it's that guy in general he's fucked up
1: yeah no he's fucked up and like it bothers me that quote unquote the positive outcome in that scenario is that she just forgets that it happened and that's so fucked up like i that is one thing that i hate about the show like there are some gripes that i have that are just like you know personal opinions i kind of would have liked it different here or there but that message is stupid and disgusting it really bothers me
0: Mm -hmm.
3: but so anyways um do you have a takeaway for the show
2: um that my brain isn't wrinkly enough for a show like this (laughs) I don't know. Like I said, I mean, I feel like some of the takeaways could have been some of the stuff I was talking about a second ago with like how anxiety is um, this like looming like just that I I liked it better when the kid was more a metaphor for like anxiety or these things that loom into people's lives and eventually even if it wasn't what killed them, maybe even just what like took away like a integral part of their life like i don't know
1: yeah a fan it, a fan
2: it, to a fire essentially you know
1: yeah how it eventually inevitably spills out
2: like we all even we all have this like small fire and the, the anxieties or the small things that become a little slugger just it's the fan that makes that fire consume us a little bit yeah that it just seeps in everywhere but overall i like i said Those are like small points that I could take away from like small if I wanted to like. Look at the. Show under a lens, essentially, and ignore other pieces of the show. That's how I could take away from it, but the whole cycling back and I don't know if it's like a history repeats itself reference or just like, I don't know it.
1: It is a history repeats itself reference how it ends.
2: I hate that so much.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
3: how did the show make you feel while watching it? I
2: think I already asked that. but just Oh, did you? Yeah, just.
1: If I didn't answer that, my answer is annoyed.
2: Yeah, just I think the way I answered it was just it made me feel like I, I like being at an art lecture. I think that's when I addressed that. It's like it was just. There was stuff going on, but it wasn't like quite it wasn't quite enough to like grasp it like I'd say like almost to like a good it's like a good bad comparison that you could go with because you also compared it to Jujutsu Kaisen but also it's like I feel like there's a lot of in a lot of ways like Neon Genesis Evangelion is a show that goes into you know sexuality and depression and where you find value and what the meaning like what the point of living is and things like that yeah but that's a show that explores those topics while being interesting enough to like allow you to absorb them or to not so it's like it's it's a better vessel for deeper topics whereas this one is like it's just it's trying to be deep almost for the sake of being deep but also being chaotic for the sake of being chaotic which i mean it's the maker of paprika who 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 would have guessed chaos for the sake of chaos it's in a way that it's like i i in a way too, it's like I can't even like knock it for being that because in a way it's just how different directors or artists like have their the style. way their their style, yeah. Like how Jinji Ito goes into his things through like horror and like a lot of times his concepts are based off of those same depression or cognitive concepts of psychology, but it his comes out in really off putting and horror drawings and strange cryptic messages or, or depressed boy who made fucking Neon Genesis. Like, he did it his way. I've, what did he go work on before coming back to Neon Genesis for the remakes? I forget.
1: Fuck, man. I don't remember. I'm sorry.
2: God, he went and worked on something and it kind of helped him out. Yeah. But, but like, see, it's like, in a way, it's just this director that he does Paprika. I don't know what Perfect Blue is like, but these two shows, they were like, They explore some concepts, but they do it through the concept of chaos almost. And yeah, uh, it's it's his vision and I can't really knock it. But for me, it's just not for me. Which also leads me into saying, do I think it's a must watch? No, absolutely not.
1: No, I don't think it is a must watch. Honestly, I know that some people do like this show. I don't hate the show, which like, I know that how we're talking about it makes it seem like we hated it. I don't hate it. But. I I genuinely, I do like Satoshi Kon's. Oh my God. Satoshi Kon's work. I do like his stuff. But this ain't it, chief. Like. Mm-hmm. Eh. Like, because I like paprika. I really do. And yeah, it's weird. And yet like. I watched there's paprika
2: a... back in like high school and I don't remember anything.
1: Yeah. But I like paprika. I like perfect blue and like, oh, there's one other one about an actress, which I haven't seen, but I kind of want to, but whatever, that's not the point. Um, but yeah, if, if you're going to take the time to watch this man's work, like watch something better. Mm-hmm. I feel
2: there are better examples out there.
1: Yeah and this kind of leads into our other topic question whatever you want to call it is if you were to compare this to anything else what would it be and for me it essentially like i feel i feel so bad essentially just shitting on this show so hard but it essentially feels like a discount version of serial experiments lane that even if you do look at it deeper it doesn't make sense you know and like there are still like flaws with it in quite a few
2: so i guess we could skip one question real quick and just say what was the show lacking i feel like we've hinted on it a good bit and for me my answer is definitely like consistency or like just a a coagulative concept that allows you to like grab a hold of the show i feel like like i kind of like stated in a weird way but the show constantly had me feeling like i might be starting to get it and then it just like slips through my fingers and that causes me to just kind of like instead of dig deeper it just causes me to like care less about it
1: i don't know i i feel like i've talked enough about like my gripes with the show and i feel like i'm being way more negative than i want to be about the show because Once again, I give it a six, which is still on like the good side for me. I probably won't ever watch it again, but like whatever. Mm -hmm. So I kind of I want to take the time to actually talk about stuff that I did like because I don't feel like I've done that enough, and I do feel like this show deserves some credit, probably a lot more than what we're giving it. Um, Yeah, and
2: like that's why I was trying to like come back around and talk about the whole it's their lens. Like it's not I'm not trying to like knock it super hard. That's what that yeah. was my way of saying, you know, not that I don't hate this entirely. It's just. It wasn't for me, so you you go ahead and talk about some good.
1: Yeah, so um, one thing that I, I loved about the show and that I thought was super cool is throughout all of the episodes or maybe not all of them, but quite a few of them. You kind of get to see everybody's fantasy world and how they integrate everybody's fantasy worlds worlds into the show and how each of them are completely unique to each character is amazing it is so cool and it's so great to see different mediums of art kind of coagulate into the show um like obviously you have the copy and paste um little slugger who essentially thinks he's in like an rpg playing Mm -hmm. as a knight with like a quest and you essentially see the world turn into an RPG game, and that's amazing. Also, another one is the dirty cop who gets in with the... I think I think they're supposed to be the Yakuza. I could be wrong. but Essentially, essentially a mafia,
2: organized crime yeah, of some sort.
1: Organized crime of some sort. And so he ends up having to pay off his debts to this crime syndicate by committing crimes himself, and seeing how his mind justifies it and essentially turns him into like a hero from like an old manga series like fist of the north star or like berserk or something like that that is so cool and then also once you see um ikari kind of just um melt away and try to hide and run from his problems his little fantasy world that like, he has is just, like, a simple, like, town in Japan. The burglars have burlap sacks, and the cops are the heroes and everything like that. And crime is how, you know, you expect it to be from, like, the movies and everything like that. And each of, like, the characters' like, fantasy worlds are so unique, and they're all stylized differently, and it's it's beautiful. It's amazing. And then, fuck, what's another thing that I liked about this show a lot? All of the character designs are really well and really well done and really unique. Like, obviously, they have um, the girl who's getting married who has dissociative identity disorder and her split personality or alter or whatever is the correct term for it. I'm sorry. Um, Is essentially a call girl that's very unique. You don't really see something That honestly portrayed in anime, and it it makes sense in the context of the anime. I think anime. I think it's really well done. The enemy. (laughs) Sorry, I'm talking fast. Enunciating is hard. Um, and then obviously, even though I don't necessarily like the character in the show, the copy and paste kid of Little Slugger, and you know, just his weird fucking quirkiness is pretty great also the kid who gets mistaken for little slugger and like just seeing that he's quote unquote like this popular kid in school and he's so narcissistic and everything like that um all of the characters are really really well done what's something that you
3: liked <laughs> I-,
2: I think you nailed it i like the characters themselves. Like I said, it's like I liked the show if you looked at it more anthologically and kind of cut off like the last two episodes. Um, I like
1: the show in theory. I don't like it in practice.
2: Exactly. Like the characters are well designed and there are some cool concepts that come out throughout the show. It's just overall for me, I was just constantly kind of like by the end of it, I was I was done with it. You know, it was a show that it could have started cool and maybe in a different more Uh, interested prospect it could have turned into something that was more me being like I don't know into it it's just it it ended up being a chore by the end of it's the best way I could say
3: yeah yeah um what was
1: your favorite episode of the series
2: definitely the suicide packed one
1: Hmm. mine mine is the one with the housewives I think if more of the show was like that, I would have liked it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like I like the I way think... they
2: ended that one, too. It was just like, yeah, that, that was like the best way to end an episode like that.
1: Yeah. Like that episode, how it ends was so dark. It gave me goosebumps. And like, honestly, even thinking about it right now gives me goosebumps. But so essentially what happens in that episode is you have a bunch of housewives as yeah, well. Huh. Talking is so hard right now. Um, Did you drink coffee or
2: something today? No, I haven't.
1: I'm sorry. But they all make up these tales about Little Slugger, and none of them are real. But there's this um, woman who's, like, recently moved into the neighborhood, and her husband is a screenwriter or a scriptwriter, a writer of some kind for shows. And every time she tells a story, even though the others are just as outlandish, they criticize her for making it up. And if she's married to a writer, she should be able to make things up better. And if you're gonna make it up, don't say anything at all, kind of deal. And she essentially goes home and she finds out that her husband has been attacked by a little slugger. And this is at the point where most people, if you get attacked, you're dying from the attack. And Instead of calling the hospital or like worrying about her husband's well-being, even though he's like clutching onto life, bleeding out on the fucking floor. She's like, I need you to tell me what happened. Like instead of being concerned for his well-being, she is more concerned about being able to tell these women what happened because she cares about what their opinion of her is. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Yeah. And that's such a great episode.
3: Also, I I do like the
1: suicide one as well.
2: I've got to say it ties in with the least favorite character, which is the next um, episode as well. But it's like, like I said earlier too, it's like my least favorite episode, but also my favorite up there is the anime one because I just... Yeah. I hated that episode so fucking much, but I also enjoyed it because to me, it was just the perfect... I don't know, it, maybe i hated it because it felt too close to home as someone who has worked in entertainment in some capacity in my life yeah that i was just like wow this is just like the fucking record industry like this is music business 101 <laughs> but it's anime as as the same you know but it all yeah. essentially it's same same but different it's all just about trying to get this shit on the line and it's the same in fucking video games as well. It's just production trying to make ends meet. Everyone's yep. got a job. Someone's not doing it. It all falls like domino effect down the line. Um, so it was just kind of interesting to see it. Personified like that, especially in yeah. a show that probably it was like, it, was that a cathartic episode to make? I have to wonder to myself.
1: I, I feel like it probably was um i really like that episode i like how meta it is mm-hmm. but i think literally quote unquote my least favorite character is literally every single person working at that fucking studio in that like episode all yeah. of them are terrible
2: all of them are they're terrible. terrible people they're all fucking awful except for maybe the fucking color lady she's just yeah. trying to color shit bro <laughs> She gets yeah. shafted hardcore. So I think she's the only one I didn't hate.
1: Also, I guess, like, the quote-unquote main character that I hate the most, or I guess most reoccurring character, um, would probably... No, not the cop. Um, The woman who creates Maromi, her boss. He's a fucking dick. He assaults her in a car, like, because she hasn't created a new character and like I get the frustration and pressure that he's under but man you're a fucking dick. Yeah. Terrible person. But I think we've pretty much talked about everything that we want to talk about. I don't think our rating is going to change for this show.
2: No, I'm at a pretty solid 6. Yeah. I I would don't... be curious eventually like maybe Somewhere down the line, we had a friend who was talking about how they had watched a... They'd never seen the show, but they had listened to, like, a deep dive, like, one of those YouTube videos that goes into two hours. Kind of like how this podcast is, except way more, like, researched out, less reactionary, and more just, like, here's what the thought process was behind blah, 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 blah. Like, I'd like to hear, like, like a video thesis instead of an opinion piece. Yeah. I would like to maybe check something like that out to, like see if it makes me appreciate it anymore don't know Uh, if it will but it might make me be like oh that's cool but i don't think like when i have to rate a show like for me i have to rate it as it makes me like just did i enjoy watching it that's like the end of the day like it doesn't matter how like into it it gets or what it's about end of the day did i enjoy watching it do i want to watch it again like yeah Generally, anything above an eight means, yeah, I probably will watch it again. But, you know, I appreciated it for what it was. But I'm looking forward to other shows.
1: I would I would like to watch a show that has a similar concept to this, because I do think the mass hysteria and things spiraling out of control is a really cool concept. I just for some reason, this just didn't hit the mark where I wanted it to.
2: Yeah, it, it would be cool to see a show that almost like fuses the ideas from serial experiments in this show, put it into a yeah. modern concept, especially since social media and stuff is now larger and media in general controls a lot of public knowledge and opinion yeah. and concepts. And now media nowadays, too, is like so much more unhinged both in what makes it onto a network, but also by what's created on like TikTok or just things like that, just find themselves in front of us, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Because media is no longer just controlled by corporate entities and whatnot, as much as it would like to be. There's a lot of stuff that like, I think as much as I don't care for TikTok, TikTok is like the new age of like, not really social media, but like uh, the way information is passed along and how ideas are generated and got behind by a new generation is really interesting Mm -hmm. also apparently i saw today that skinny jeans got canceled on tiktok and i'm like bitch what the fuck no they ain't get the fuck out of here i'm gonna be emo ass in my skinny jeans (laughs) i I got skinny jeans and i got fucking baggy ass joggers there's no in between
1: I've, i've got leggings and sweatpants and that's it shorts um Also, one thing that I did like, I forgot to mention that um, even though I technically don't like how widespread everything in the show gets with like the mass and everything like that. But one thing that I did like about it is the imagery of as Little Slugger becomes bigger and like a bigger and bigger deal you see Maromi more and more and more.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: considering that they're the same thing, that's a really cool way to key in the Watcher, that they're linked together without actually spelling it out for them. That was really cool. And I did not realize that until I actually realized that Maromi and Lil Slugger were the same thing.
2: I still don't get it. That, that concept never, I think, will sink into my head.
1: I, I don't get it, but considering, quote-unquote, that is what it is, it, it is cool that you kind of have a hint to it throughout the show that as you see Little Slugger become more prevalent and prevalent, you just see Moromi popping up more and more and more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But so, yeah, <laughs> Um i th- I think this, even though we both like this better than we like Devil Man, I think this is probably the most negative that we've been on an episode. So sorry about that, guys. um hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I don't know, <laughs> um, but yeah, like the podcast, follow us wherever you listen to us on um rate the podcast, all that fun stuff. Hell yeah. We'll catch you guys next week.
2: What is next week, Leah?
1: Oh my God. I think Brandon mentioned this last episode, but our schedule's fucky right now. I have to check. I, it might be our season recap for the anime season. Bitch, no, it's, no it's, it uh, ain't. it's Baka Monogatari. Yeah,
2: it is a show. I don't know nothing about, but all I gotta say is, isn't, at least Monogatari a little more horny
1: yes it is Hell there is yeah. a shower scene
2: there's a what now
1: there's a shower scene
2: damn all I know like, is not, I've seen not this sex, but I've seen this show in so many anime music videos and it's super like well animated and I don't know there's waifus galore apparently and husbandos yeah. galore so at least next week you'll get some of that from me But I probably won't go as in-depth as I did in the whole Waifu Wars episode. Because that that got a little out of hand.
1: It got very out of hand.
2: It wasn't that out of hand.
1: Mm, Okay.
2: (laughs) No, Yeah, it was pretty out of hand.
1: It was pretty out of hand. But yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.